0: Jazz lose tonight, 125-121, and this team just kind of has us figured out. Jake uh, Jake Scott is, I believe, back with... Well, I don't know who he's with because we didn't get a walk-by today. What? Lacombe is back but didn't walk by today? And the home winning streak is over? Coincidence?
1: Uh, blame it on the fat kid. You know, always...
0: Well, I mean, wait a sec. You have a tradition that you walk by every single game, knock on the window, and say, Hi. Did you do that today? I did not. What was your record? Had the Jazz lost any game in which you had done that this year? No, sir. I rest.
1: I guess, Ron, you're going to say I'm guilty. Judge, Judge Judy. Yes, I want to know if that means we
2: can just wrap up the postgame show. <laughs> it was Tim's fault. Good night, everyone. No?
0: No, because your master of the glass is interesting
2: tonight. Ooh, I haven't even uh, examined it closely. We had a different master of the glass on, uh, on yeah, Saturday.
3: We got a tie
2: tonight. Wow. How about that? Hey, I heard Boone talking about uh, Royce O'Neill rebounding uh, t- tonight. That continues to be like the most... Um, well, the Jazz being so good at rebounding as a team is, I think, one of the biggest surprises of the year, but Royce himself, man, that dude is a, ma- is a demon at only 6'4".
4: Yeah, he's hitting the glass and, and, and really giving Rudy uh, a big hand, you know, as far as rebounding is concerned, but I think the big concern now with, with um, Royce is, you know, he only averages five, about five and a half shots a ball game, and... and And I I think he's kind of passing up too many shots. Uh, I think, what did he get tonight? Only two shots or something like that? Yeah, one three. And um, so I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm pretty certain his body's not right.
4: Yeah. I saw him flexing his knee or something at one time. Well, you guys talked
1: about him limping a little bit tonight, right?
4: yeah. Yeah, limping early.
1: How about that Wizards team now has beat Brooklyn twice, Phoenix, Denver, Portland, L.A. Clippers, and the Jazz twice?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're now, they've got 12 wins against above 500 teams. It's a lot. I mean, maybe it's not playoff Rondo. Maybe it's plus 500 Westbrook.
4: Well, you find teams that they can outscore. And you've mentioned it so many times tonight that out- defensively, uh, they just don't get it done. But offensively, they just try to outscore teams. And so there are going to be some teams that, you know, they can outscore the Jazz. You know, the Jazz can't can't do anything in the half court. Well, in, in transition against this team.
0: Interesting one night was... In that half court where the Jazz are the number one defense in the NBA, the Wizards finished, last I checked, in the 81st percentile of all half court offenses. So th- the Wizards, there's nothing about this match, that, about the Wizards really, that I look at that says to me like, oh, now that's something the Jazz aren't going to be able to handle. And the Jazz can't handle it. Like this was not, the Jazz did not lose this game the Jazz transition defense was just as bad as last game. 1.85 against the Wizards as it was. But they were only in transition 13% of their possessions. They're regularly in transition 22%. We actually did a pretty good job tonight of keeping them out of transition. We couldn't stop them in the half court.
4: Yeah, that's the crazy part.
0: That's and stunning. And, well, the, and, and so
4: and many the, mid-range shots went in. And that you was know? the point I was getting ready to make. Another team that's beating the Jazz strictly with, with the mid-range. Well,
0: Jazz. it's the only way to beat the Jazz, by the way. Because we don't let you get to the rim. We don't let you take three. So the only way you can beat us is to go 24 of 57 on mid-range shots.
4: And shoot a great percentage.
0: 27 of 47, excuse me. 20, 24 of 47. So 50%. They did it two games in a row. They shot about the exact same amount of mid-range shots in both games. Um, and, you know, they made them both. And got us both. Uh, bench scoring tonight's. Worth noting without Conley and Clarkson, not that that's really our bench, but it is usually. I mean, I think that was, to me, that was the other one I would add tonight.
4: Oh, for sure. That
0: one section of the game where we dominate every night, and then tonight we couldn't.
4: So get back to the Wizards. Now, how good can they be? This is the first game they've been healthy all year, according to Scott Brooks. So completely healthy Washington Wizards team, as good offensively as they are. I mean, could they be in a better position? You think, for the most part, in the playoffs and not fighting their way, trying to get well, into the playoffs.
0: Two games back from Chicago, who is not better after making their trade? That, no. like, I think we can we all agree on that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Vucevic, despite the fact they gave up two first-round draft picks, they are not better. So that that is now within two, right? Washington won tonight. Chicago lost.
1: Yeah, Beal and Westbrook will be tough in the playoffs. That's for sure.
0: Except for Westbrook's just not efficient. He was tonight.
1: Like, yeah, but he just has nights, you know. No,
0: right. Like I said to Ron before the game, like, he's like the most inefficient player in the league except for the fact you just don't know which one you're, like, which one you're going to get. And as an opponent, I'm not entirely sure you dictate it, right? Like, feels a little bit like he dictates it. Well,
4: he almost had a triple-double at half.
0: Right. Unbelievable.
4: Hmm. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: All right. See you guys.
2: Same time, same place. Exactly. All right. I'll walk by. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. 125 to 121 is your final jazz fall to the Wizards. First home loss in 2021. We'll break it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz lose tonight to the Wizards, one twenty-five to one twenty-one game. They actually trailed by fifteen in the fourth quarter. Tim, they uh, had a kind of a late push to make it a little bit closer, but the Wizards uh,
1: come away with a win. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the, the same kind of script as we saw in Washington. Really, the Jazz the inability to get stops. Um, it, they did a better job of keeping Washington out of the paint, uh, keeping them out of transition as frequent. But, you know, the, the Wizards were very similar from, from the mid-range. They really kind of had their eye on that spot and, made, and wrote, were able to pull up and make shots, really keep the Jazz on their heels. And I, I do think depth was a little bit of an issue for the Jazz tonight. It certainly was. Uh, the Wizards were really good coming in off the bench, and the Jazz
2: had 14 total points off the bench. Wow.
1: So. Yeah, that's, that's been a long time, too, since we've seen that, right, yep. where that number's been so low. But totally makes sense.
2: Donovan led the Jazz with 42. Bogdanovich had 33. He had a really nice game for the Wizards. Bradley Beal with 34. And Russell Westbrook with a triple-double, 25-14. And 14. Uh, and Russell Westbrook, to his credit, there in the fourth quarter made a, a couple of
1: big-time mid-range shots to ice it and uh, and keep the Jazz at bay. Oh, he loves playing here. And you can tell he's he was really locked in from the start. Like Ron said, he was near a triple-double at halftime. He's... Uh, He just is one of those guys that is going to get places and going to get shots. Whether they go in or not, it's kind of a nightly thing, and that's why the Wizards really kind of have struggled. But uh, uh, tonight he was great, did everything really well, and he made those big shots down the stretch. And it didn't seem like
2: the Jazz were making it too hard for him, or or making it too hard for anybody. I know they they, uh, played a little bit better on the defensive side there in the second half than they did in the first, meaning... They didn't give up 70 points in the second half. But still, it seemed like uh, the Wizards, who
1: ended up shooting 52% from the field, really, uh, there wasn't a lot of resistance. Yeah, the, the, the difficult thing when you give a team like Washington some confidence, some hope, um, hey, they, they know they're playing the, the number one team in the NBA, and they know that uh, they could really come in here and, and play the spoiler. Uh, they came in with a, a great amount of energy, and I could tell from the beginning the Jazz uh, just kind of chose the path like, hey, we'll just kind of score with them. Uh, we'll we'll kind of score with them, and then we'll, we'll outlast them in the end. And unfortunately, um, you know, Washington kind of did a, a number on the Jazz in the second quarter. They didn't get as easy a looks where Washington was getting all of the, the, those great looks still and were able to kind of get a cushion.
2: All right, your final jazz beat, or excuse me, I'm used to saying the jazz beat, jazz fall tonight to the Wizards, 125 to 121. Up next for the Utah Jazz, they don't have long to think about this one. They're back at it tomorrow night, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder here at uh, Vivint Arena. So with that, we will say goodnight to our network stations coming up right around the corner. We'll continue to break this one down. We'll get you some postgame sound as well right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Your final Jazz lose tonight 125 to 121 to the Washington Wizards. Let's get into your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Jazz shot 48.2% from the field, 41 for 85. They were, uh, excuse me, 15 to 36 from three, 41.7%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 42 points on 14 of 32 shooting. Donovan also added six assists and three rebounds. Bogdanovich with 33 points on 10 of 18 shooting. Uh, Joe Ingles in the starting lineup tonight, 18 points, uh, six of 16 shooting. He had six assists and four rebounds. Rudy tonight, 12 and 12. Rudy also added three uh, assists for the Jazz. For the uh, the Wizards, they were led by Bradley Beals, 34. Russell Westbrook had 25, 14, and 14 uh, the Wizards shot 52% from the field and 47.4% from uh, from three. And uh, again, um, uh, Beal uh, with a nice game scoring against the Jazz, but I I felt like Russell Westbrook was uh, kind of the more effective uh,
1: closing player for the Wizards when things got tight. Yeah, that's who they went to, and you know his his two shots there late were were incredible. Um, you know, he just has that ability to kind of rise up and. He, he's just got the, uh, the knack to, for big shots, particularly against the Jazz. He loves kind of sticking the dagger in. Um, you know, the Jazz got close, and Beal missed two free throws. Um, you know, a couple of plays could have gone their way. But the unfortunate part here is that the Jazz have a, um, you know, they, they've dug themselves a hole. These two games are, are going to be ones they look back on, and, and their inability to kind of figure out how to, just kind of get both games in their direction. You know, you just cross your fingers it ain't going to hurt them, you know, for the for the playoffs. Uh, you constantly, or constantly, you you talk a lot
2: about uh, transition, both to offensively and defensively. How about this uh, stat coming from Andy Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune, who said, it's up being a 108 defensive rating in half court for the Jazz tonight, which 108 is not bad.
1: 183 defensive rating in transition. Yeah, and that's almost exactly... In fact, that's worse than their their number. I think their number was 180. So, yeah, those those areas and really, you know, you asked me, we talked about it and watched the film. I know Quinn's going to be really frustrated because those are the things that I'm sure they really emphasized tonight and, and the Jazz just couldn't get that part done.
2: All right, let's get some postgame sound rolling. Let's go down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hi,
5: hey Coach. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, coach, you guys certainly battled down the stretch, but struggled to get stops against their speed tonight. What problems did that create for you?
6: Well, you know, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are are great players. And, you know, I thought, you know, Russ tonight was incredibly efficient. Um, You know, he was making the right play, you know, all the time. And obviously, Brad is a gifted scorer and player. Um, You know, we we didn't have the, the right focus defensively in the first half, you know, and gave up, you know, a couple quarters that made it difficult for us. And we started playing better defense later in the game and were able to help to score on the other end as well. But not enough.
5: David James, KUTV.
2: Quinn, specifically, I'm wondering what you saw wrong with your team's defense in the first half and, and how early you really noticed that you were having problems that were not just them being good, but stuff that you could fix.
6: Well, you know, it's never just one thing. There's different things on different, different possessions. Um, you know, it, we, transition is always the biggest thing, you know, against these guys. And, you know, that going in, but, um, you know, Westbrook so fast with the ball that, you know, that he's able to get down the court. I thought, you know, they made a lot of plays around the rim. We just didn't have enough of a presence, you know, on the defensive end in general. And, you know, you could dissect, um, a number of different, different situations, but there were, there were too many of them.
7: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, what did you make of Trent Forrest and Eric? Uh, or sorry, Matt, Matt Thomas's uh, minutes in, in kind of rotation minutes tonight.
6: Well, you know, Andy, it's really about our entire group. Um, you know, as far as any one or two players, regardless of who they are, everybody just needed to be better, and we we weren't tonight. And um, you know, we'll watch the film and, you know, evaluate things that we're doing for for everybody, myself included, that's what we do. Um, but obviously we didn't, we didn't do enough right tonight. And, you know, Washington was good too. I mean, those two guys um, made a lot of plays. Lopez hurt us around the rim. Bertans hit some big shots, you know, so defensively we just needed to be better.
5: Last question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: When I know that the fourth quarter uh, rally kind of flies in the face of this, but the first three, it kind of seemed like the energy was maybe a little low. Did you get the sense that being down two of your main backcourt guys, you were maybe a little tired tonight?
6: Well, we, you know, we've been playing a lot of games. So, so is Washington. And, you know, once you get into the competition of the game, you know, I, I, I know – Regardless of, you know, what level everybody's fatigued throughout the year, both teams, you know, are are in the same situation. And um, as much as anything, I think for us, there's a mental component that um, we have to make sure we're just sharper, you know, taught more, more discipline, execution, those types of things. So, you know, a conglomeration of all that stuff.
5: Thank you, Coach.
2: All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. And he's not going to make uh, tired uh, an excuse, and nor uh, do I think he should. Um, but being down two key guys, and this is a team, actually, uh, this Jazz team has looked tired for a couple of games now where maybe some things are catching up to them. And, uh, you know, Washington's dealing with the same stuff, and that was Coach's point. But I, I do think this Jazz team, they'll play again tomorrow night against Oklahoma City and then have a couple of days off. I think those two days off in a row is going to be beneficial.
1: I, I totally agree. I think that that's, you know, he, he said it right there. The, the bottom line is everybody's playing you know, they're playing four games a week and traveling and all that. Don't and we know. Yeah, and and <laughs> it, it's a lot. And without those two guys, you know, Conley, again, brings this um, this this feeling that you know, he gets everybody kind of in the right spot, gets everybody feeling good. And then Clarkson's the guy who, you know, is the X factor. At nights, some nights he can come in and really just relieve a lot of pressure by just making shots and to not have either of those guys and then replace them with – um, you know, Mier. I thought Mier battled and played really hard. Made a three. Um, you know, threw himself around. But it's a big leap for a guy like Trent Forrest to get four, first quarter minutes. Um, you know, a couple of times the ball ends up naturally to him on an extra pass, and he's not feeling great about his shot, so he drives it. Um, and then there's some, you know, obviously issues with a guy who doesn't play a ton, and everybody else just kind of getting on the same page with that with that person and that person with the team. So. Um, those things are are evident, but the Jazz have definitely um, had way more games this year where they've had a full roster and played against teams that haven't. So, you know, these things happen in the NBA, and, um, you know, tonight was just one where ultimately I felt like they just did not uh, deal with Washington early, and it just kind of hurt them throughout the game.
2: Lock hit on this a couple times during the broadcast and, and again with us in, uh, in Crosstalk, but... You know, when the bench unit comes on, that's usually where the Jazz make a lot of hay. Um, And without Conley and Clarkson, who play a lot of that time um, together and are are on with that bench unit not being there, made a a huge, huge difference. Because, you know, Trent Forrest, he's going to play hard and he's fast and he can... He can handle the ball certainly but he's not a shooter and he's not going to command the attention that mike conley does when he's out there running with that unit and that's that's probably the most obvious opinion i've ever had in my entire life but it was a big
1: factor tonight yeah and it's real right that's that's what they dealt with i mean all you got to say is gafford had 15 points he outscored the jazz bench tonight yeah. mm-hmm. right daniel gafford Outscored the Jazz bench with 15. He outscored them 15 to 14. So um, certainly there's punch that was missing. And um, even with all that, I think there was things the Jazz could have done early on and just didn't, you know, just didn't get it done.
2: Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get more sound coming up right around the corner. Jazz loose tonight to the Wizards, 125 to 121. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation pre subaru retailer. Jazz fall tonight to the Wizards 125 to 121. The Jazz now 40 and 14 on the year. Let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by our friends at CERTA Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C. We do painting, you do life. Tonight the Jazz outscored in the paint 58. To forty six, a lot of layups there uh, from the Wizards and uh, Gafford and Robin Lopez having
1: twenty five points between them probably helped that stat a little bit. I don't know if I've ever seen Lopez miss a shot. Seems like at least against the Jazz, he's been he's been money. He, it's it doesn't look great, but it's effective. He was five of five tonight.
2: Uh, quick math: uh, <laughs> Gafford and Lopez were eleven of thirteen tonight. Houston, no, Utah, we have a problem. Yeah, that's an issue. Uh, that's an issue for those two. I like, hey, I like Gafford. He's a he's a nice player. Uh, they picked him up in a trade with Chicago, and uh, you know maybe he's he's got a bit of a future. He certainly played well tonight. Former Razorback, ah,
1: Arkansas keeping their coach. Yeah, I just to, saw that. I yeah. was wondering if Mus was going to sneak out to Tucson, but nope, playing that. Put played that get himself probably a nice... Like a
2: fiddle. ...nice healthy raise there from uh, from Arkansas. But, uh, uh, but yeah, did, he did a nice job coming in off the bench. And, and again, not to beleaguer the point, but the Jazz uh, had uh, 14 total points off the bench, six from Favors, five from Niang, and three from Money. So, uh, you know, uh, Qu- Coach Snyder was asked about uh, Thomas and Forrest, and those two didn't give uh, much, both going scoreless, uh, Forrest in 12 minutes and Thomas in seven. But, you know... Uh, the Jazz could have won this game minus those two players. I mean, I Quinn kind of, I don't want to say dismissed the question about those two, but almost said like
7: uh, it's a group. Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's, and it really didn't. I mean, uh, they had a big dynamite performance from Donovan Mitchell. He went cold there in the second and third quarters, but certainly was great with 42 and uh, great with uh, Bogdanovich at 33, but could not get the stops
1: to win. I thought Bullion was extra good tonight. Yeah. Uh, he kind of had that drive game back, kind of finished through contact. Um, he, he's definitely trending, right, in, in a good direction.
2: Well, 6 of 10 from 3 is certainly what you want to see out of him. Uh, he also went to the line eight times, 7 of 8 from the line and 10 of 18 total. And he had that one rebound game, what was it, against Phoenix, where he was kind of mad at himself. He, got, he grabbed five boards. So not a dominating night on the, on the glass for Bogdanovich, but better than one.
1: Yeah, that's 5X. <laughs> it is five
2: <laughs> times uh, the output uh, that he had last week. Uh, let's get some postgame sound going. Let's go down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert.
5: Hey, Rudy. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Just TV. Hey, Rudy. Coach said that you guys didn't have the defensive focus that you needed. What do you see as the biggest challenge in guarding fast, speedy guards like you guys played against tonight?
9: I think they scored 70 points, 70 point in the first half. Um, you know, regardless of what it is, uh, as a team that takes pride in getting stops, you know, it's, it's it's way too many. And I think we did a better job in the, in the second half, you know, and we gave our chance, ourselves a chance to win the game. But uh, I really think our offense affects our defense a lot. You know, we... Last two games, I feel like we were a little disconnected offensively and, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, you know, it really affects our defense. So, you know, going to watch film and uh, and see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, I feel like in half court, uh, you know, we're doing a decent job, doing a pretty good job making it tough on them, you know, defensively. But uh, they got too many uh, fast break points. I don't know how many, but... It felt, it felt like, you know, they. that gave them a lot of life and uh, that gave them a lot of confidence too. And and then, uh, you know, it's a, against guys that like that that are really good scorers and that are talented too. Uh, it makes it hard on us. Sarah
5: Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, is there something going on with your arm? I saw you kind of rubbing your elbow and kind of shaking it out a lot during the game. Is that feeling okay?
9: No, I got uh, Raul hit me on a uh, on a little nerve, so um, uh, I couldn't feel my, my arm for a little bit. But just uh, it happens.
5: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: I wanted to ask you in particular about their big men scoring with Daniel Gafford and and Robin Lopez down low. Uh, what did you see that was getting them so successful of, of looks, and and what could you guys have done better against those guys in particular?
9: I think they scored a lot. Uh, I mean, Robin hit some tough hooks and uh, we know he's able to to hit those. You know, he, he just had a little too many of those tonight. And, uh, you know, for the most part, it was mostly off, uh, off rest. And, you know, whether uh, we were a little over helping or, you know, or sometimes it was just offensive rebounds or, or drop-offs. But, uh, yeah, you know, they just... I think they were just too too comfortable from the beginning, you know, and uh and when you have that kind of game, you know, it's the kind of game that everyone is having fun, you know. I think everyone on on the call for them had a little moment, you know, and uh as a defensive team we gotta pick we gotta we gotta give up something, but we can't give up everything. You know, I think every one of their players, like Bertans, he hit like three threes in a row at some point. Uh we fouled, you know, we I mean we did everything that we take pride in not doing, you know, usually. So, yeah, give them credit, but I think we we didn't start the game in the focus that we should have.
5: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: Rudy, I know that uh, you guys will never use fatigue as an excuse, but playing your fourth game in six nights without Mike, without Jordan tonight, <sighs> Is there a little bit of tiredness that was going on for those first few quarters that you guys had to kind of fight your way through?
9: I mean, there is, you know, there is. I mean, uh, uh, I've been taking a lot of pride in trying to not miss any games, you know. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, when they're a little tired, um, specifically on other teams, you know, young guys too, like they're a little tired, they they take some games off. and. They want to make sure they have their legs for the for the next game. Uh, you know, if I'm tired, if I'm, you know, beat up, uh, I try to be there for my team. And, you know, I try to not show it, <laughs> you know, like uh, because I need to be the anchor of the defense. So I, I try not show it. But, uh, yeah, it's been NBA season, you know, and this one has been a little more uh, condensed. So there's more games, obviously. But, uh, you know, when at the end of the day, I think we're going to have to be smart because the goal is for us to be... Fresh for the playoffs, but at the same time to you know uh, keep competing and uh, and more importantly keep getting better. You know.
5: Okay, that's it. Thank you, Rudy.
2: Rudy Gobert, uh, Rudy tonight, Tim. Let's see here: uh, twelve points, twelve rebounds, three assists for Rudy. Five of seven shooting, two of five from the line. Interesting to hear him talk about fatigue there. Um, because I, I'm sure it's an issue with all teams. Certainly an issue uh, with this Jazz team. And interesting, after tomorrow's game, they'll have played five games in seven nights, which is just uh, which is just wild. But Rudy talking about how he takes pride in playing every game, and then maybe others. And he 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 did make it a point to say on other teams, um, we'll will take games off when they're uh, when they're tired. And apparently Rudy doesn't do that and takes pride in not doing that.
1: And he sounds, you know, he's always the one that's the most disappointed. Uh, you'd probably coin then him with the de- when the defense isn't great because I think that's something he hangs his hat on. Um, you know he mentioned that Robin Lopez did make a couple of those you know hook shots that you know he he sticks that ball way out. It's almost like his arm doesn't even have any bend in it and he's just got a a knack for for knocking those in. But you got to credit uh, Washington for coming out and playing really hard, playing really inspired, and kind of taking it to the Jazz and that's really what happened tonight.
2: Uh, let's get, uh, as long as we're talking about Rudy, let's get to your master of the glass which is kind of about Rudy tonight. Uh, Brought to you by our friends at Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Rudy uh, is half of your Master of the Glass tonight with 12 boards, he and Royce O'Neal. So Royce makes it two games in a row of having at least a share of the master of the glass. Wanted outright on Saturday.
1: Ties for it tonight. Uh, just, you guys mentioned it, and we talking with Boone, and I know Boone talked about it during the broadcast, but uh, Royce has just become a great rebounder. He, he understands uh, positioning. I, I really do think, you know, so many guys are worried about Rudy getting rebounds, that, that Royce is able to, to kind of get some space and work. Uh, but he has to go, and we're has to work hard to get him. You know, rebounds don't just especially the way he's rebounding this year, he's going out and making a great effort to do it. Yeah, it seems like he just
2: gets in there and digs it out. And Royce is is not shooting the ball still. Um, he was 0 of 1 from 3, 1 of 2 from the field, and he passed up an open one there uh, in, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, but Royce still managed to be plus 14 in the plus minus tonight. I mean, he... Royce is a really good player. I I certainly have confidence that he'll get his confidence and his shot back, but th- there are many other ways that he finds to impact the game.
1: Yeah, he's not a, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about his defensive, you know, assignment every night. Um, and him adding rebounds to that certainly just helps his longevity. And and there's a spot for a guy who's going to guard and rebound. Oh, Royce is going to play for a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. All right, let's uh, let's get some more sound. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Boyan Bogdanovich.
5: Okay, we'll start with David James, KUTV.
2: Boyan, what went wrong in the first half uh, defensively? As you gave up seventy points there, what do you think the main problems were?
7: I mean, we just played to motion. we were not uh we were not resistant defensively. They didn't even shot too many trees first half, so. So we were just just bad defensively when you allow someone to score. I think seventy or more than seventy points in in first half. If, if it's tough to tough to win the game.
5: Maxime Lagourgez, the free agent out of France. Um, how, how do you manage uh, the piece of the game? Uh, because it use a lot of uh, fast break points and. Uh, how do you deal with it?
7: Uh, our defense, defense transition, or, or our our offense transition? I, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, yes, the defense.
5: Your defense. Uh, when you go back in defense on the fast break from the wizard.
7: I mean, on the defensive transition, we got a we got a sometimes you got to play a better, better offense or attack offensive offensive board to stop to stop their 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 transition transition offense and we know how good uh russ is in in transition handling the ball or, or bradley bill but if you ask me about our our offensive transition that we are that we are doing great job for whole season when you are when you are receiving Seventy points in in the first half. if It's tough to run offensively. So that was the that was the the biggest key why we lost the game.
5: Okay, that's it. Thank you, Boyan.
2: All right, there you go, Boyan Bogdanovic, and he he had a great game tonight. Thirty three points. 10 of 18 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3, at 5 rebounds and an assist. And, uh, yeah, certainly uh, Bogdanovich has been a bit up and down this year. Of course, we've talked about his wrist a lot as uh, he had surgery on that last year, and I do think that that has been somewhat of an issue for him. Uh, but, boy, did he shoot the lights out tonight. He was very good.
1: He, he was great, and, and I think you know just talked about Royce, you know, talking about Royce, uh, hoping he finds his confidence. You know, it wasn't only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that Bojan was talking to himself a lot. You know, he was really struggling to find his groove. Um, but it, it, if basketball is a funny thing, these guys play have played their whole life, and they're going to go through ups and downs. But it, it's nice to see Bojan playing uh, with a ton of confidence, you know, like you said, making his threes. But but I think the risk, you know, the the thing that kind of leads me to believe that his wrist is feeling better as his finishes around the rim have, have really improved. Yeah. And he's, he's definitely more um, prone to drive it in there than he was. So those those things are definitely positives.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, well, I, I think he's done a good job uh, when he's struggling with his three, try to figure out how to get to the rim. And then you see the, the missed layups. And he's kind of put those pieces together and, and built outward or so it's it's really felt. And tonight he just, he had it going. And he's not having the the crisis of confidence. Maybe that some other jazz guys are. I mean, he's a professional shooter, and he needs to get out there and and uh, and shoot it with confidence. Well,
1: especially with this lineup. I mean, he he is a guy that had to pick up a slack big time um, because you know I think David said it, but Trent Forrest played twelve minutes, took one shot. Um, Thomas played seven minutes, took one shot. So those are the two guys you kind of inserted into the lineup. Uh, Mie got two shots, so. A combined, you know, thirty something minutes and, and um, three or four shots for those guys. So Bullion certainly had to pick up slack again. That's where you miss so much of Jordan Clarkson just coming off and, and being a threat.
2: Want to remind you about our friends of Mark Miller Subaru. The uh, only negotiation-free Subaru retailer here in Utah and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your score the Jazz fall to the Wizards tonight, 125 to 121. We'll get you more sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz lose tonight, one twenty five to one twenty one to the Washington Wizards. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Learn more. At MarkMillerSubaru.com, let's get to your three-point feature. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. We talked in the pregame about how uh, you and I both thought it it was the night the Jazz got their threes back going. Uh, Even though it was a lost him. The Jazz shot well from three. I mean, 15 to 36. The attempt numbers might not be, you know, where uh, we've been seeing them up in the 40s, but 41.7 percent making 15 to 36. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, Bogdanovich was six of ten. Donovan four of eleven. Joe three, four, nine. Yang one of two. Uh, Oni one of two. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, getting back up into the 40s is uh, is certainly a
1: good uh, good sign when it comes to the three ball especially with two guys that are real threats from three not playing. Um, the fact that the Jazz got 36 shots off, probably indicative of the fact that, you know, Forrest is going to turn down shots and, and uh, you know, Royce isn't out there firing up shots right now. So it comes down really Bo- Bojan and Joe and Donovan kind of got the majority of the threes tonight. Um, but it is nice to see the, them make a good portion of them. 40% works. And we've seen, You know when everything's going in forty percent, that's that's a that's a really tough thing to beat.
2: Speaking of Donovan and his four of eleven from three, finished the game with forty two points, fourteen of thirty two shooting, six assists, three rebounds, and uh, let's go back down to the media room where Donovan is addressing the media.
5: We'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: Hey Don, so you guys are playing your fourth game in six nights. You're missing Mike. You're missing Jordan. Was there a fatigue factor that set in at some point tonight?
3: Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not blaming the loss on that, though. But there definitely was a, a moment of a few moments of fatigue. Uh, but, you know, we got to play through that. You know, that like Washington didn't care. You know, OKC is not going to care. So we got to be able to fight through that and play through that. Um it's 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 easy to forget that this season is what it is, but you know, for us, we've been we've been rolling all year, and there's gonna be games where we're tough. There's gonna be moments where we're tired, and there's gonna be a stretches, you know, where we're tired, you know, throughout games, and we just gotta find ways to fight through it, and you know, we'll bounce back and, and get ready for tomorrow.
5: Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. The coach commented on the lack of defensive focus. Do you notice a common theme um, that stands out defensively, not just in regards to tonight, but uh, other nights as well in terms Um, of your defensive focus?
3: I think the biggest thing for us is just coming out the gate with the mindset. You know, um, I can't say we had that throughout the whole game. We we got there, you know, but, you know, we can't – when you have two, you know, elite guards – Uh, attacking the way they do and getting shots the way they do. We got to all be connected and all be locked in and can't just rely on just Royce or just Rudy or, or whatever. We all got to be focused in, whether it's getting back in transition, uh, stunning at the ball. And I think that has to be our focus from the jump. And I don't think we did that tonight. We gave up 70 points, 70 points in the first half. Um, That's not like us. Um, And we got to be able to, to find that. And I think the biggest thing is just coming out with that from the jump, you know, not trying to just go out there and outscore people. Um, And, I think, you know, it's done to overreact to, but understand that, you know, it's happened a few times this week or so, and we got to just go out there from the jump and just understand that that's what we need to be. Uh, Defensive efforts and defensive focus, and then everything will take care of itself.
5: Matt Coles, AP. There was a
8: stretch there during the game where I think you missed 11 or 12 field goals in a row, and the camera caught you on the bench with uh, Mike giving you a talking to, and it looked like you were just kind of trying to take it in, staring into space. As a scorer, what's going through your mind during stretches like that?
3: Um, to be honest with you, I felt like it was 20 in a row. Um, I don't say that often. Usually I'm always on to the next shot, but it definitely felt like you could feel it. You know, I could feel it. And the what I was upset about was not the misses. Um, if you guys go back and look, what I was upset about was the reads. You know, some of their guys were open on shots that I took, and that's what really pissed me off. Um, just because I expect better of myself. Um, and I hold myself to a high standard in that regard. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, the shots, you know, certain shots I took out of those 12, I make, you know, no problem. But it was the, the reads that I missed finding guys. That was really where I was angry and frustrated, you know, but I have some of the best teammates, man, who continue to tell me that it's okay and play through it. And, you know, just tell me to look out for it, you know, and I think we got there throughout the, throughout the game, um, and there was still stuff that I missed and I wasn't particularly happy with my reads tonight. And, you know, that's, that's really, you know, the loss is a loss, but for me personally, I feel like I let the guys down in that regard. You know, I feel like I've been doing a solid job of that this year. Um, and I feel like that was really where my anger was coming from because I expect better myself in that regard. And, you know, I'll be better. Last one,
5: Sarah Todd, Desert News. Donovan, you, you are usually a guy that said, you know, move on to the next shot. But with that frustration and that anger tonight, do you think that, that you let the offense kind of affect the defense?
3: Me personally or the team?
5: You personally or me? I mean, even as the team, both.
3: Um, I wouldn't say that. You know, there's times where you can see it. I, w- I didn't feel that tonight with us as a group. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that way personally. Um. I, I can i can uh definitely say there's been times where that's been the case throughout the year and throughout my career but i wouldn't say tonight that was that was the case you know we found ways to fight through it we found ways to continue to play through it you know we got down 15 at one point for us to lose by you know four we, we did a lot of good things in the span of five minutes um or six minutes whatever it was and i think that's really where our focus is and we did a lot of things we ramped it up you know as the game as the fourth quarter progressed uh but i wouldn't say it took away from our defense you know because we scored 65 points to start the game you know in the first half uh so our offense was flowing it was just a matter of you know being able to get stops and focusing on the little things on the defensive end that we kind of got away from it as the game progressed we did a we did a better job but um i wouldn't say that took away from what we're doing on the other end
5: that's it thank you donovan
2: all right there you go donovan mitchell um he had that uh he started the game red hot. Uh, Tim, let me put it that way. We had a great first quarter. He had a great fourth quarter. He finished the game with 42 points. But you heard him talk about the stretch there in the middle, uh, where he missed a few in a row. He said it felt like 20. And uh, interesting to go
1: to go that hot and cold in a single game. And he's, you know, he's, he's such a great guy. He's talking about, you know, feeling bad about missing reads. Um, you know, tonight it, he he was they were behind the A ball a little bit. The Jazz. Down a couple of playmakers, so more on Donovan's plate. I thought he handled it really well. Um, you know, he he did miss some shots, but I felt like the way he started the game, uh, you know, he, he's entitled to, to taking those shots, just didn't go down. Um, and, and I don't think he can be too hard on himself on missing a couple of reads here and there. Uh, I thought he gave a great effort tonight. Um, you know, this, this one was not about offense. This one was just the team rallying enough to to get enough stops, and they just could not string stops together tonight. Just a, a quick NBA note, and we've got some stat nuggets to
2: get to, but uh, you and I have the Warriors-Nuggets game here uh, on here in the studio. It's coming down the stretch. It looks like the Warriors are going to hold on. Steph Curry has 50 points, but Jamal Murray just went down uh, with what looked like a, a pretty serious knee injury. He, they eventually got him up and, and uh, basically, I don't want to say carried, but... Uh, uh, he didn't put any weight on his leg and they got him off the floor and into the tunnel. But that does that does not look good for uh, for Jamal Murray. And that would be a monstrous uh, injury in the Western Conference if it's very serious. But you and I were just talking about this. That's that's the toughest part of sports. Right. The injuries and those you, you know that that's going to totally alter uh, what the team is doing. And that's going to take, you know, if it's a really bad knee injury, you're talking about, you know, a full year. To, to get back to, to where you were playing I mean that's that is a huge setback for Jamal Murray I just hate to see it
1: uh, it was it was awful and it did not look good you know sometimes you could maybe say it was maybe a twist or something like that but this one this didn't look good looks like there's some some major stuff to the knee um, you know feel awful for him he's worked so hard and, and it was just you know minutes before they were showing the Warriors bench and they kept showing Clay Thompson. You know, to your point, you know, these, these franchises, you know, put these teams together, and that's why, you know, you knock on wood, man, and, and you're grateful that we talk about it all the time. This has been a good year that way for the Jazz. And, uh, you know, they, they can withstand losing a game to the Wizards. Uh, hopefully they just continue to stay healthy. Man,
2: tough, tough break for the Nuggets and, and Jamal Murray. And that guy, that guy's a great athlete, great basketball player, extraordinarily fun to watch. And uh, man, you hate to see that. So that uh, that could be a really significant injury in the in the Western Conference. By the way, Golden State looks like
1: they're going to hold on one fifteen to one oh six.
2: They are going to hold on. This is a big win for the Warriors.
1: Yeah, they're the going to be. Uh, that's that. They're they're starting to play well. And Curry with fifty two tonight. Wow. And you Ten know what? Threes. We were talking about
2: this uh, a little bit during Donovan's interview there. But every time I see Cam Pazzo, I just think of Joe Ingalls trying to take his face off with a with a forearm <laughs> when Campazzo was in his space.
1: We saw Joe get a, a little high elbow tonight with Denny. You know, he's he can't get in on. Don't his crowd space. Joe. No, don't crowd me. Don't do it. He's, he's he's got he's got ways. He's gonna take your nose right off your face. And just. it was
2: he was holding his beat too <laughs> yeah. tonight. That's I can't believe he still has a nose. After that. And uh, due to the magic of uh, whoever was running uh, our television monitor, we saw the replay at least 50 times when From it happened. all different angles. All different angles. <laughs> uh, Still one of the highlights uh, of the year. One of the absolute highlights of the year. Who, who even remembers if they won that game or not? I just remember Joe Ingles trying to take the nose right off his face. All right. right, uh, let's. You want to do some stat nuggets here, courtesy of our friend Tyson Ewing? Let's do it. All right. Tyson... Does stats for AT&T Sportsnet the television broadcast. His Twitter handle is at Ty Ewing Two. He is a terrific follow, and he's nice enough to to share some stat nuggets with us after the game. Uh, let's see here. Utah only had one con- ha- only had consecutive stops twice the entire first half, and were outscored seventy to sixty five.
1: It was that second quarter that just really. I, I mean, at one point, I know that Washington was ten for thirteen. Mm. It's so hard, and the Jazz weren't getting great looks, and that's where they were able to kind of put some separation between the two.
2: Uh, Utah's first quarter and the final eight minutes of the fourth, they were a combined 25 of 41, that's 61%, and outscored Washington 73 to 49. In the 28 minutes in between, they were just 16 of 44, that's 36%, and were outscored 76 to 48. That's very telling right there. Well, I, and probably coincides with Donovan's cold streak.
1: Donovan's cold streak and obviously subbing a little bit, yep. right? The guys being in there. So uh, that, that one makes a lot of sense. Man, that's amazing. That that really is amazing. All
2: right, uh, moving on. The Jazz were outscored by 45 points off the bench. That is far and away the biggest uh, negative margin of the season. This was a season low for points off the bench. And conversely, the second most points they've allowed off the bench this
1: Season, it really is a. Uh, it makes you really grateful that they've got a bench. You know, we've talked a lot about yeah. the, the the movement last year when they got Clarkson and, and kind of the retooling of the bench. The bench has been great this year, um, but without all of its pizza, pieces and, and some injuries, you got to juggle, and sometimes uh, that doesn't always look so great. No, and man, you forget how bad that bench the bench <laughs> was at the beginning of last
2: year. I mean, they'd be up 10 and take a starter off the floor, and before they could bring that starter back, they'd be down 2. I mean, it was it was so bad. It was bad. And tonight was a little bit of a reminder of just how important it is to have those players coming in off the bench.
1: So say prayers and thank thank uh, whoever you're praying to for the bench. Yeah, the bench has been is, a good bench. It
2: has been very, very good. And, uh, you know, Joe Ingles, uh, you, you, well, I guess we don't forget, but – you know, Joe Ingles is a big part of that bench, and when Mike Conley can't play, you know, or Donovan Mitchell or whomever, Joe moves into that starting lineup, and then you take Clarkson off the bench as well, and it's it's just going to be a long night.
1: Yeah, do you, you you really string together, you know, a, a, a system and a rotation. The, they know how to play together, and anytime that there's buckles in that, it, it gets difficult. Um, you know, Joe has been great. He's given the Jazz a great lift uh, coming off the bench, but tonight... Um, you know, Jazz just didn't have enough firepower.
2: All right, let's get into some Donovan Mitchell stuff. Donovan Mitchell becomes just the third player in franchise history and the first since Carmelo Malone in 1990 to have four straight games with 35 points or more. Wow. Um, this was Donovan's fourth 40-plus point game of the season. That's the most 40-point games by a Jazz man in a season since Carmelo Malone in the 1997-1998 season. Uh, Donovan has scored 162 points over his last four games. Only Bradley Beal has scored more points in a four-game span this season at 165.
1: We got he hes in a special role right uh, run right now. I think that uh, even we talked about that—that that little stretch he went through in the game, and he still was able to kind of play through that and get to 40 something. That's 42. That's really impressive. Um, you know, his confidence is good. He—he he understands when he's missing shots, He's just got to stay the course. And then this is our uh,
2: our last one. Only Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard have more 40-point games this season than Donovan Mitchell. Each of those have 5. So he's only one back.
1: Pretty MVP impressive MVP conversation. Yeah,
2: he he absolutely uh he should be the run that uh, that he's on. And uh this is this was uh, tough and a losing effort, but you know, the they it seems like they've been limping a little bit over the last week and a half, two weeks and he's really carried them through I mean uh, last week we talked about how they went two and two and I was a little surprised that they they beat Portland they could have easily gone one and three last week if if Donovan didn't have some of those special performances
1: man and he was that first quarter I thought he was off you know uh, it was going to be like a really crazy number tonight the way he started yeah that was that was crazy to just go
2: from enfuego fuego to cold to enfuego fuego again is you don't see a ton of games
1: like that the the play of the game for me it was his step back that was beautiful today.
2: oh with the crossover yeah,
1: crossover lost him step back that was really really nice you I'd, can tell he's really worked on that footwork
2: I don't watch a whole lot of Sports Center uh, anymore I get my my sports news in a more compact fashion than I used to back in the day I, I don't know if you were a high school kid who watched the same episode of Sports Center oh, like least like seven times seven times yeah. a morning uh, but uh, if they're still doing the top ten on Sports Center if that doesn't make it I. I don't know what else. Yeah, that was do. impressive. I mean, to just uh, who to get Ish Smith to uh, to cook him on that uh, oh, yeah. on that crossover only to hit the step back three. Those are one of those plays where you just really hope it goes in because you'll just
1: completely forget about it if it doesn't. And there's this teeny like in the studio, there's this teeny little delay. So you actually hear the crowd go before, you know, you see the ball go through uh, the net here in, in the studio. So. Uh, I knew he made the move, and then the crowd roared. I'm like, yeah, we can enjoy this You got that.
2: All right, want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 125 to 121 is your final play of the game, and Coach McCombs' final thoughts on this one next on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Mitchell had the crowd ooing and aahing before the ball went in the net. Ish Smith has no shoes, no shirt, and no service. Play of
2: the game right there from our guy David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz lose tonight to the Wizards, 125-121. to 121. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, Just a quick review of the stats if you're just joining us tonight. Donovan Mitchell had 42 in the losing effort on 14 of 32 shooting, 4 of 11 from 3. Bogdanovich with 33 tonight. He shot the ball really well, 10 of 18, 6 of 10 uh, from 3. Joe Ingles with 18, six assists and 4 rebounds for the Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal had 34 on 14 to 31 shooting and Russell Westbrook with a 25, 14 and 14 triple double in the win. And uh, again, the jazz really uh, had trouble getting production off the bench with no Mike Conley and uh, no Jordan Clarkson in the lineup tonight would expect Mike Conley tomorrow night against Oklahoma city as they're just uh, managing his hamstring in uh, either on the front or back back into back-to-back. So Mike uh, we expect to see tomorrow. Not sure about uh, Jordan Clarkson. He wasn't ruled out until right before a game uh, tonight, Tim, but uh, those ankles can be tricky.
1: They can. You don't want to rush it. Um, obviously, he's a huge part of what the Jazz are doing, so uh, health over the long term is way more important, but they certainly could use him as soon as he's healthy because uh, he, he does bring an element of pressure, you know, puts pressure on the defense constantly. And, um, you know, he, he's been in a little bit of an up and down, but certainly uh, kind of in in the spot where he could really help the Jazz with a breakout. All right,
2: Coach, let's get a few final thoughts from you before we turn the page to tomorrow night's game against the Thunder.
1: These head-scratcher games like this one, uh, they're the ones that, that really, at the end of the day, they hurt the most because I think, um, you know, I think the Jazz knew what they were up against. Um, you know, the the same almost exact script was written, you know, Washington did not pull away, but they certainly scored way easier than they should have uh, in the early in the game and got of got a ton of confidence. I thought Beal was really good tonight. And I thought that, uh, uh, you know, the Westbrook was huge for them down the stretch. You know, he, he was good all game, but his confidence and just stepping up and making shots was really uh, was really pivotal. So uh, one that, unfortunately you just kind of have to to grin and bear it i think the biggest thing i would say is don't let one become two don't let tonight's outcome affect tomorrow and your energy and, and what you bring uh, i think that those are the things that have been the recipe for the jazz they, they've bounced back fairly well from disappointments and i i think that that they have a quick opportunity to do that tomorrow
2: all right, we want to say big thanks to Dave Lock and Ron Boone calling all the action tonight. Terrific work by those two, as usual. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, who was our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. I uh, want to say thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the sponsor, title sponsor of the post game. Um, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Scott Van Pelt just, uh, just showed the crossover from Donovan on Ish Smith. Replay. Whew. Was that a move? And, and Ish Ish almost fell over. Legit. I think if, a, who was that? Uh, Royce O'Neal. Oh, no, that was a different play. But uh, I think it was Derek Favors. If Derek Favors weren't standing right there, Ish might have fallen right onto his
1: face. No shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, yeah. Where we're, oh, and thank you, Coach Lacombe. Uh, it's good to have you back, buddy. We missed you for a couple of games. Missed you. Sorry I had to come back on a, a tough night, but hey, the Jazz, will they'll bounce back. You know they've, they've been good at doing that this year. All right, uh,
2: 125 to 125-121 is your final Jazz lose to the Washington Wizards. Up next, the Jazz take on the Thunder in this building coming up tomorrow night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.